0: Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. I'm your host, Nick Balkuski, and here is Martin Grunberg. Martin, thanks for joining me on this episode of the podcast.
1: Nikki P, how are you doing today?
0: I am doing outstanding as always. How are you doing?
1: You sound outstanding. I'm doing great. Um, very, very well. Just bouncing around. Have to get to an event after this and uh, excited to chat with you, my friend. I think this is going to be a fun episode.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely excited. I know you told me the title here just a second ago and it has me a little curious, that's for sure.
1: Well, that's cool. Before we get into the title, um, what is your GTR? Uh,
0: My GTR is just I've (laughs) had this last week. Have gotten some really amazing emails from uh, students who are going through my podcasting course. But they're they're just—it's been neat to see so many people really excited and already getting some great results. So I've just been enjoying interacting with all of them here this last week. It's been—it's been really cool.
1: That's fun, and, it, yeah, I imagine it's got to be tremendously rewarding. Yeah. So great job on the course. Well done. Thank you. Go, Nikki P. Um, all right, well, my GTR is – I think I mentioned this, and this is crazy. So the second edition of The Habit Factor is finally out, and it's been out for probably six weeks but our good friends at Amazon, whom I love so much, kind of jacked, jacked some things up on the back end. So, you know, the 30 odd reviews were split, and the second edition was separate from the paper, uh, or the, the paperback was separate from the hardcover, the Kindle. It was kind of a cluster. Um, but the reason this is a GTR is it appears. Crossed fingers uh, that it's resolved finally. The second edition is only in Kindle on Amazon and paperback. It will be in iTunes um, and Barnes and Noble at some point. Nice. But my GTR is yes, they've just you know the reviews are back together. The different uh, editions and formats are together. So I'm I was probably not good. Uh, To say, but I was close to giving up. It seemed after dozens of emails, it seemed like it was going to be impossible. But we finally broke through. We did not quit. So that's my GTR.
0: Persistence. That's awesome. Persistence.
1: You bet. So today's episode is what does Benjamin Franklin and a Hindu spiritualist have in common? That's the title, and at same same time, it's a question for you to ponder. Any ideas?
0: I here I thought you were telling me a joke, so I I don't know. Oh, really? No.
1: Like, yeah, Benjamin Franklin and a Hindu spiritualist walk into a bar.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I got to work on that. So let's set the table here. So we know who Benjamin Franklin is, correct? Correct. Uh, can you think of any things he's known for famously
0: oh uh glasses
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> that that wasn't even on my list awesome
0: um i I guess I also think of his virtues' because I know we've talked about that before um, okay so like that, go. Good. yeah, I think that definitely what about
1: any inventions or anything he's done like that
0: yeah well now and now I'm Second guessing myself, but electricity,
1: yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, there's you know, depending on who you talk to, right. but certainly he's he's gotten a lot of credit for that, and you can just watch a Disney movie or something, and you'll see him prancing around with a kite exactly in a lightning storm, anything else,
0: uh, yeah, I mean, he's done lots of things, you know he was a very famous diplomat he um. Uh, the library system.
1: Yeah, yeah. How's that? I mean, it's incredible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, politician, postmaster. Yes. So yes. not just forget about, forget about the library, postmaster, scientist, inventor, civic activist, statesman, diplomat, and it just goes on. Printer, author.
0: Yeah, it's almost like where do you begin, right?
1: Correct. And so it begs the question, at least it did in me, what, you know, was he an alien? Like, what the hell was he on? Like, how is this possible? Right? And not only that, didn't he pen, like, the Declaration of Independence or... um, No, that's Thomas Jefferson. Let me... He did s- – <laughs> uh, where is it? Anyways, I was just going to try to pull it up and give you more of his accolades. But um, he was certainly essential to the Continental Congress mm-hmm. and critical to the independence of the United States, right? We agree. Uh, absolutely. So, again, it begs the question, what was this guy doing – how is this possible, and he wrote near the end of his life an autobiography. Are you familiar at all with this?
0: Um, I haven't read it yet, uh, but it is actually on the list. I have a few others that are ahead of it, but like Winston Churchill, but yes, it's on the list
1: so it's a bit hard to read that that's uh,
0: why I'll be listening to it on an audiobook
1: <laughs> i was fascinated by, and I should pull up this quote so I don't bash that, but I was totally fascinated by at the end of his autobiography, after achieving all these great things that we just talked about, spoke of, he says, I hope therefore that my descendants shall follow this example and reap the rewards. And that's close enough. So he's saying, I hope, like, this is the most important thing I've ever done in my life. And that's kind of the preface of this quote. I hope, therefore, that my descendants shall follow this example and reap the benefits. And what is he talking about, Nick, do you think?
0: I have no idea.
1: Perfect. Then we're on the same page. No, What he's talking about, you brought up earlier. It's the 13 virtues. It's this idea that, so he achieved all this, quote-unquote, greatness and, quote-unquote, success. And what he's saying at the age of 86-ish is, I hope, therefore, that my descendants shall follow this example and reap the benefits. And what he's talking about... You're gonna fall out of your chair because I keep reiterating this is tracking <laughs> tracking, oh, tracking, tracking. That's all he's talking about. So, as a young man, he was and this is his own words, he was argumentative, he thought he was abrasive, and he he looked into the future, kind of tip number one, listener slash reader. He looked into the ideal future. And then he looked back and said, so what is it? Well, he looked into the future and said, what do I want to become? Capital B, capital E. What do I want to become? What What is my character? Remember, habit equals character. So he said, what do I want to become? And then he realized where he is now. And then he identified what he considered these 13 virtues. Right, Like temperance, order, you can Google it. Um, and by you, I mean reader slash listener, if I can pull it up quick. But it's a great, it's a great list of what he thought was going to be important. And he tracked them. He picked one a week. Let's say it was order. And to him, that meant keeping things organized, cleaning up, etc gathering information, whatever it meant to him. That's all he needed to know. It was order, and he was going to track that for one week. So seven days, order. And then he would rotate to the next virtue, temperance. Seven days. And what he did was, it's a little bit different than the habit factor. He he would put a check mark on his tracking sheet if there was an infraction for the day. So at the end of the day, he would just be like, well, I yelled at somebody, you know, check, and then I got an argument, check. And so that was – the point is it's almost unimportant what the system meant to him as much as the idea of he had a system. He was tracking. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. Good.
1: Good. So he rotated through these 13 virtues, and he didn't do it for a year. Guess how long he did it?
0: Uh, I would guess every single day until he died.
1: Yeah, something like that. I think he it was something like 60 years. Okay. And then he was able to look back and have all these fantastic accomplishments and say, well— <laughs> You know, that's all good, but but if you really want to know the key to, quote-unquote, success, and I'm paraphrasing because he didn't say it, it's track. It's identify what it is you want to become, right, and track. So do you see any parallels there with the habit factor? Absolutely. absolutely. Okay. So, and I will tell you parenthetically that – as I was about to release The Habit Factor, it's kind of funny, I tripped upon this story, I read, read that uh, final kind of chapter in the book, understood his story, and I was, I was like, wait a minute, check, on hold. I stopped the app development. I went to my developers and said, we got to do this Virtues app, because Virtues is where it's at. Everybody's going to want to be like Benjamin Franklin, right? Right. So, and, and the app will allow you to set up your own virtue so you can use his and just activate them or you can create your own. You can, so everybody's going to want to follow this and it came out to a big success. I was thinking, wow, this is going to be incredible. And, um, anyways, the long and the short of it is, you know, years later, the habit factor is far and away the most popular app. And it still kind of blows me away. Um, And the Virtues app is great. Now, the Habit Factor has a very different methodology and it has a book. So I guess I understand it. But the origins are in many ways go all the way back to this great, great grandfather of personal development, Benjamin Franklin. Got it? Got it. Isn't that awesome? Good story, huh?
0: It definitely does, but I, I still don't understand how it relates to a uh, Hindu spiritualist.
1: You, you are a pro. Thank you, because I had to bring us there, didn't I? <laughs> so you can Google this. I, how often do I say that? Um, if you Google Donda Pandi, and it's spelled exactly. Exactly as it sounds, Danda Pandi. Um, You will find he is a Hindu spiritualist. He's an ex-monk. He lived uh, in a monastery. He's now, interestingly, making, a a I think, a good living. He's doing great work. He's sharing his insights with entrepreneurs, which is he came and spoke to our group. And our entrepreneur group. So he's talking to our group and it's um, a sunny, beautiful day on the coast of San Diego. We're outside. And it's like a three-hour event. And he's talking about something he's calling consistent practices. And it's tied exactly to something called mindfulness. It's this idea that trying to be present and be aware, you know, when you're talking to your kid, you're actually talking to your kid and he's picking up on or she's picking up on the energy and you're not thinking about something else or you're not on your phone. It's developing this consistent practice of mindfulness. Sound familiar?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, and so it's something I think not just ADD entrepreneurs want to do, which reminds me, I got to do something. I just wrote a quick note to myself. Um, so it's not just something entrepreneurs need; it's something kind of everybody needs. And here he's he's talking about, in essence, thought modification, behavior modification, right, mm-hmm. and developing consistent practices. So if I do something consistently, right. Is there another name for a consistent practice?
0: I'm going to go out on a limb and say <laughs> habit.
1: I almost, I almost spit up my, uh, <laughs> my drink. Yes, exactly. A consistent practice is a habit. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure there are various reasons he didn't want to use habit because it – It connotes right the connotation there is mindlessness which is scary it's scary on many levels some I can't even get into right now so it begins to hurt people's brain because to create the mindfulness habit (laughs) right you see where that there's a paradox there to be more mindful, you need to develop the habit of mindfulness, which would suggest mindlessness. You got that? I think I did followed, that hurt. I think that I followed that. <laughs> okay, so it didn't hurt. Not, not too All right. much. Well, the reason I suspect a lot of people don't use the word habit is because of that negative connotation. So, because. It it's this idea that you're not being present or mindful, and really that's one of the great benefits of habit is is it has that automaticity. So anyhow, he's talking for hours and hours. You got to develop this consistent practice, and I'm I'm literally, and I wrote a blog post about this. Maybe we'll share. Um, and I'm sitting on the edge of my seat. I'm just thinking, O M G! All right, I'm gonna get some magical secret. For behavior change, because I've been doing it all wrong for the last, you know, seven years with the habit factor. Like, I can't wait to hear how you develop a consistent practice. Give it to me, right? And then he says, well, if you look under your seat and you pull out this handbook, this is what we did. At the end of the day, as we were exiting the monastery, there was this calendar on the door. And guess what they were doing?
0: I I imagine they were having you track it.
1: <laughs> ding ding ding. Yes. They were tracking. They were tracking. And then their system was it was like three or four boxes. So I, it, at the top, it said something like, I developed the consistent practice of mindfulness. And then it would be like the 19th, it would say, checkbox always, sometimes, never. And I think there was a fourth box, but but it doesn't necessarily matter. And so as you're leaving the monastery for the ninth, you know, the the, the on the 19th, you'd say, check sometimes. And then the next day you would check always. And the next day you would check never. And guess what they were doing? They were tracking, they were developing this habit, right? And it, it wasn't just for mindfulness, by the way. I mean, as we know, you can do it for any behavior. So what do Benjamin Franklin and a Hindu spiritualist have in common?
0: they were lifelong trackers
1: pretty much yeah they were using tracking to achieve the behavior modification and the character modification that they desired so what's the moral <laughs> what's the moral to the story here
0: uh it's it's that if you want to really develop anything you need to sit down and actually track your results in order to move forward
1: yeah yeah and and i I think I wrapped up the last episode with this thought that that's so confusing because I didn't have to track my smoking habit and yet mm-hmm. I developed it right? right or I didn't have to or my eating potato chips at night habit but but it and I'm going to say it again the you know good habits happen when planned, bad habits on their own, so my final thought, unless you have something before I jump in, nope. Okay, is there's a great guy. You can Google him. It's Jack Daly. He's 67-ish. A few weeks ago, he was down with this entrepreneur group at the, we call it the Global Leadership Conference, and I think I mentioned I ran a Learn to Surf event. Anyways, I've known Jack for a couple years, and he is, it's almost... I don't want to say sickening. It almost makes me ill to follow his um, Facebook kind of life because – and it's his real life. But it's – in the last – he just – his recent post was he did three marathons. By the way, he's 67. um, In the last three weeks or four weeks, one of them was the Boston Marathon. And the reason I'm bringing this up is – I like the way you put that. He's a lifelong tracker. He builds, he likes to say it's life by design. And so he will, and he shared this with me, and he's posted it on his website, which is why I think it's great to check out. You can see he will throw up his quarterly reports, which are just amazing, hard to process. And... um his annual goal and then is kind of how he reassesses it and it's so a few years ago when I met him and I was sharing the habit factor a I was honored that he loved the book in um, B then he, sh- he just hit me with a bunch of emails and sharing all his goals and I mean the guy is the habit factor in action why is this the final thought because he is as you say a lifelong tracker so if you want it badly enough Build a life by design as Benjamin Franklin, a Hindu spiritualist, and a—and I don't even think I said this. So Jack's done like 14 Iron Men. Oh, wow. Wait, this gets trippy, Nick. He started—his first one was at 57.
0: Oh, jeez, wow.
1: I'm not—I know. That 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 leaves hope
0: for me then. You know, I can Exactly.
1: I think it leaves—that's why I bring it up. It's hope for everybody. So go, Jack. Uh, Thank you, Nick. Another great episode. And uh, do you need anything from me or are we done?
0: I do not. Excellent job. Thanks again.
1: All right, bud. Cheers. And thank you for tuning
0: in to this episode of the Habits to Goals podcast. I'm so excited that you could be here with us as we explore the habit factor and how habits can actually change your life. We'd love to hear what your big takeaways were from this episode. Simply go to thehabitfactor.com slash podcast. You can find all the episodes, all the previous episodes, and the show notes there, as well as all the resources that were mentioned in this episode of the podcast. I also really want to encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or whatever podcast player you listen to because we are delivering a brand new episode to you each and every day. Every single Monday, and I don't want you to miss a single one. So simply go to thehabitfactor.com/slash iTunes and leave uh, and subscribe there. We'd also really encourage you, if you enjoy these episodes, the best way to show your appreciation is to simply go leave a review on iTunes because that helps so many other people find the podcast and realize that this is the podcast for them that could really have an impact in their life, their business and in just their happiness and wellness. So thank you for tuning into this episode. Remember to go out there and create habits that lead to your success.